Welcome to Grace and Glory, the radio ministry of Grace Valley Christian Center, featuring biblical teachings of the Christian faith with Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and former professor in Greek and theology. Pastor Matthew holds degrees from Westminster Theological Seminary, and he pastors Grace Valley Christian Center in Davis, California, adjacent to the University of California at Davis. Today, we continue with Pastor Matthew's series on the book of Acts with part two of Preparation for Pentecost. Last week, Pastor Matthew shared with us how the disciples prepared themselves for the pouring out of God's Spirit at Pentecost and how we can likewise prepare for the Spirit of God to be poured out in our own lives. The first of three points he covered was submission. Though the disciples had every good reason to return to Galilee, Jesus told them to wait for the Holy Spirit, and so they did, submitting to their Lord. The second point of preparation was spiritual unity. They were of one mind, one heart, with one purpose, to glorify God and be used by Him together to spread the gospel. Third, they prepared for Pentecost by supplication. They met day after day in prayer for the promised gift to come. And serious prayer is essential if we want a spirit-filled life and ministry. Now for part two of preparation for Pentecost. If you have your Bible with you, turn with us to chapter one of the book of Acts. Now here's our teacher, Pastor Matthew. Heavenly Father, thank you for your paracletes. Thank you for your comforters. You have given us your comforter, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who by his life and death brought about great comfort, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, Reconciliation to God the Father. Thank you for giving us another comforter in the person of the Holy Spirit. We pray that you pour out your Spirit upon us. Make your servants flames of fire. That we will be the light of the world, energized by your Holy Spirit. Change us, O Lord. Change our thinking. Change our desire. Change our will. Make us men and women of God to do your holy will. For we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let me ask you, do we so pray with passion and persistence and faith and expectation? Not for material things, but for the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us, the greatest need of the church. Not for material things, but the Spirit of the living God to be poured out upon us that we may do the Lord's will. And what is his will? To bear witness to him in the midst of the world. Number four is scripture study. Scripture study. I'm sure that they not only prayed with passion, they also spent time studying the scriptures. Because we hear St. Peter quoting from the book of Psalms. That means that they were studying scripture. 
After his resurrection, the Lord Jesus instructed his disciples how to interpret scripture Christocentrically. He taught them the whole Old Testament. He's speaking about a Christ who will suffer and die and be raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And Jesus said, I suffered and died and rose from the dead. Therefore, Jesus is the Christ in whose name forgiveness should be proclaimed on the basis of repentance to all nations. That's how we interpret scripture. The Old Testament is speaking of Christ. And you go home and read this hermeneutic principle that Jesus taught them. It is recorded in Luke 24, 25 through 27. And Luke 24, 44 through 47. Scripture is God's infallible word. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 1. Look at verse 16. St. Peter is saying this. Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David. There you have the whole biblical understanding of the inspiration of the scripture. Scripture is the product of the Holy Spirit and a human author. Holy Spirit spoke through the mouth of David. David wrote it down what the Holy Spirit spoke to him. The scripture is the very word of God. And if you are interested in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we not only pray, but also we must study the scripture. St. Peter tells us in 2 Peter, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I don't worry about what anybody else speaks about the scripture. We declare and proclaim that the scripture is the very word of God. It is infallible. It is inerrant. It's authoritative. In it, God speaks to you and God speaks to me. Do we study the scriptures? Do we search the scriptures for gold? Yea, for something more precious than gold. Do we search the scriptures for treasures? Do we search the scriptures for life? This is a very necessary preparation for Pentecostal blessing. They devoted themselves to prayer. They also devoted themselves to the scripture. And you read that in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And St. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed. And is profitable. Let me tell you that also includes Luke Acts. 
25% of the New Testament is written by Luke in terms of the Gospel and the book of Acts. And there are a lot of people who would say, well, we don't study much from Luke Acts. The teaching is in the epistles, so we can almost ignore Luke Acts. They are false because we are told in the Bible, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is profitable, it is useful, including the historical narratives, including the Psalms, including the wisdom literature, whole scripture. It's God-breathed and is useful. For teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished, thoroughly qualified, thoroughly equipped. For every good work. Or listen to St. Paul, Romans 15 and verse 4. For everything that was written in the past, everything was written to teach us. So that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Let me ask you, how come you don't have much endurance? How come you fall apart when a little breeze blows upon you? Let me tell you why. We are not studying the scriptures because it is written for our teaching that we may have endurance. How come you are easily discouraged? Let me tell you, the book is written for our encouragement, it says. How come you are depressed? The book is written that you may have hope. Hallelujah. Hope in the glory of God. Hope that our Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. Hope of the kingdom of God. So I am telling us that we need to get into the scripture in preparation for Pentecostal experience. Do we then devote ourselves to the study of God's word? It is a very necessary preparation for Pentecostal blessing. Number five is spiritual leadership. Pentecost means revival. When the Holy Spirit is outpoured, great things happen. Powerful witness gives rise to powerful conversion of terrible sinners. We are not into some kind of church growth. We are not interested in church that consists of Cain and Esau and flesh. I do not subscribe to some church growth for at any cost. But I am saying when the spirit of the living God comes upon you, you will bear such powerful witness that terrible sinners like Saul of Tarsus will cry out and be converted, confessing, Jesus Kurios, Jesus Christ is Lord. In other words, the spirit of the living God will cause people to be born again. And they'll cry out, what must I do to be saved? And we are answer them. Repent of your sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who died for our sins. The one who was raised from the dead. The one who is the Lord of the universe. 
the one who is coming again to judge the living and the dead. He is coming again. You will have such personal acquaintance with this Lord. That's the one thing the Holy Spirit will do when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. He causes us to have such vital relationship with Christ. You will know him. And you will declare him to the world with conviction and passion. And without fear of the world. And you tell them repent. Believe and be baptized. Tell them and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm saying Pentecostal outpouring results in revival and therefore many conversions. And when a lot of people are converted, they need spiritual leaders to teach them and guide them, to discipline them. We need leaders who can minister to these converts. For politicians' character may not matter. And I'm sure one of these days an antichrist can easily become a world leader. Because who cares about character? But we need spiritual leaders. Character matters. In terms of leadership in the church of Jesus Christ. And so you know they proclaimed the gospel. 120 grew into 3,000 and 5,000. Many churches in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Tyre, Sidon, Caesarea, Syrian, Antioch, and so on. In other words, we need leaders. The sad story is we don't have very many leaders. So they prayed for replacement of Judas, the covenant breaker. And the Bible says he was an unregenerate. He was a devil, he was a thief, he was unclean, he was led by Satan, he was possessed by Satan. He is called the son of perdition. He was a covenant breaker and betrayer of Jesus. And he was one who committed the most ignominious sin of suicide. He committed suicide. And they are saying we need one to replace this Judas. Spiritual leadership. So Holy Spirit guided Peter through Psalm 69 and Psalm 109. And Saint Peter concludes that it is necessary. Judas be replaced with the twelfth apostle. Who will together with the eleven guarantee the truthfulness of the gospel tradition. They prayed for a leader. Who can meet apostolic qualifications. What are they? One who followed Jesus from John's baptism to the time of his ascension. So that he could give powerful witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the other qualification, one who is chosen by the risen Lord to be the twelfth apostle. Replacing the apostate Judas who met with a violent end. And went to his own place, we are told, you know what that place is? Hell. Went to his own place. And so Judas must be replaced, not because he died, but because he became apostate. Remember, when James died, he was not replaced. We don't believe in apostolic succession. But this became an apostate 
Therefore, in the will of God, he was replaced. And only two qualified. Joseph, Bar Sabbath, means son of Sabbath, justice. And the other guy, I don't think he was all that cultured. His name was just Matthias. That's my name. Matthias means gift of God. The Greek name is Theodore. Gift of God. They prayed to the heart-knowing Lord of the universe to make the choice. And the Lord chose through the means of the casting of lots. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. We read in Proverbs 16 and verse 33. The Lord's choice was Matthias. Matthew. And he was counted among the twelve that represented the twelve tribes of Israel, the new Israel, the church. So my teaching here is this, may God help us to pray for spiritual leaders in preparation for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because spiritual leaders are few. Let us pray God raise new leaders. Chosen of God, called of God, gifted of the Lord, uncompromising, confident, fearless, full of wisdom, faith and power, lovers of sinners and lovers of God. Ready to suffer and even die for the cause of the gospel. Maybe they heard what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37 through 38. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out laborers, workers, into his harvest field. We need leaders. And you are a husband, let me ask you, are you a leader? You are a father, let me ask you, are you a leader? You are a wife and mother, let me ask you, are you a leader? Enough that your children obey you. So let me ask you these questions. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, Savior of the world and Lord of the universe? Do you repent and believe in him? Do you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? I ask you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of the universe. And he is not begging. He is not begging. He is giving us a gracious invitation. And the Bible says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Secondly, will you obey him and submit to him? Doing his will alone over against your own desires and passions and convictions. You want to go to Galilee, but God said stay in Jerusalem. Will you do his will? Will you submit to him? Will you desire for spiritual unity? Will you love one another and be united with other believers? Remember the Lord's new commandment, love one another. That wasn't new, but as I have loved you and died for us. We need to pray, O oh God, make us of one mind and one will, one plan and one passion. In other words, will you consecrate yourself to serve God 
forsaking all besetting sins. Number four. Will you persistently and passionately pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you first and your family and your church? That's the greatest need. Not material things. Number five, will you commit yourself in intelligent, systematic, and tireless study of the infallible scriptures that we may know his will and love his will and do his will? Number six, will you pray for sending laborers, leaders into his harvest field, and will you consecrate yourself to be used by him as leaders in the days to come? And I say to you and to me, the greatest need is not money. It is not better sex life. It is not speed reading. It is not getting a computer with pension chip. With a lot of memory. None of these things. We are nothing. Take it by faith. And without me you can do nothing. Even now we are struggling with all kinds of sin. How come we don't have liberty? You're slaves to sin. We need the spirit of the living God. To be poured out upon us. Submission. Spiritual unity. Supplication. Scripture. Spiritual leadership. We need him. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father. We desire. This day. We desire earnestly. That you pour out your spirit upon us. That we may live for you with passion, with perseverance, with holiness, with faith, with hope, and with great liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory with Pastor P.G. Matthew. Join us next week as Pastor Matthew continues his series on the book of Acts with Power to Proclaim.